2: This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes.
3: All right. Yeah, I know. As part of my management training with a subsidiary in Tabards, I'm doing commercial exploitation. Well, I do work in the village shop for a 95 for a packet of Obnobs. Anyway, Dumpty Dum, the documentary they make about me, is looking for a nice new sponsor. 35,000 listeners around the world, heritage English brand, and as many tabards as you can eat. If you're interested, you can direct message Dumpty Dum on the Twitters. Thank you. centred on Ambridge in the heart of the Midlands. I am the Vorsager Blaster, that is Harriet Carmichael. With me, I have the stuck Catherine wheel that's burning the fence down. That is Lucy Freeman. And the last part of our fireworks night is you. This week's Dumpty Dum comes from wherever Royful decides to get it from. Lucy, if someone wants to send in a dumpty dum, how can they do that? If you would like
4: to sing us a dumpty dum, leave us a plot prediction, or force feed your husband with carrot batons, then ring us on 02030313105 or leave us a message on SpeakPipe. Thank you to Cosmo for his podcast roundups and to Derek for the back bedroom. Derek and Fat Paul have been on a tour of English villages this week. Uh, they went from Broadbottom to Cuppernham and Cockshot. He was just moving on to Rimingham before Wallop and now he's in A&E. Um, there will be a prize for anyone who can work out which of these place names I did not just make up.
3: I know you didn't make Wallop up because that's from near where I'm from. Really? Yeah, there are many wallops. There's Aren't middle, there? <laughs> lower wallop, nether wallop. Yeah, lower wallop? Lower wallop, yeah. Is there an upper wallop? And there is an upper wallop. <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> upper wallop as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's where I'm from. A wallop. <laughs> Near the wallop. Near the wallop. See, that's the kind
4: of thing that you put in that it appears in Miss Marple and all the American people say, oh, for God's sake,
3: stop patronising yes. us. And you think, no, it's true. It's true. No, it's true. And when we were, when I was younger, me and my friends used to go on our bikes to the wallop's with a video camera and make Miss Marple films for ourselves in the wallops because it, look, cause cause it looks so Miss Marple around yeah. there. So that was where we set our films. How did, then, what, did, was one of you murdered and then the other sat to? Yeah, yeah, we'd do a murder and then, you know, just make up the story as we were going along. But but we, it was really fun. We'd just go on our bikes with some costumes and yeah, it was good. They were pretty good films. Aww, days. Yeah. How did you film them? What were you filming them on? Because we, because my family had a video camera. Oh, yeah. I mean, so they went. They were like an hour long because <laughs> you know, there was no editing, <laughs> and we thought we used to make all our parents watch, and they were always <laughs> up. Like, oh. Oh, not again. I've got wash to wash the board. We've off. done another one. Oh good, dear. Well done. Is it about a murder again? Oh yes, it is. <laughs> is it the butler that did it again? Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> it was really fun. That was always set in wallet.
4: I I used to write murder mysteries and oh, did the mist yeah, no, they were absolutely shit. The mystery was that that I never occurred to me that they were so blindingly obvious who had done it I'd leave all these clues that I thought were terrifically cunning and now you know when you have when you have a hot flush of embarrassment after something (laughs) even though it's years and so I could be walking around the the middle of supermarket or something and I'll suddenly go oh my god I'm suddenly remembering these (laughs) bloody stories and how convinced it's... I was! I was the next Agatha Christie, and it was
3: terrible. And you had to take you have to take a deep
4: breath. Don't I know. You? you just think it's all right. It's all
3: right. I'm 43. It's fine. It's happened. It's gone. It's all right. <laughs> I oh. found a poem that I'd written like you know, back <laughs> at university in this sketchbook, and it, oh my god, I just, I just immediately rip up. It was like the rain is coming down. Shah, shah. Sha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I thought, if my sister finds it on, never <laughs> live it down, but ever. You know what?
4: Those people that go in my teenage diaries, and, and re- who keeps them? If I find I'm... anything, I burn it. It's not enough to just put it in the recycling. I actually have to see it go up in smoke. Otherwise, I don't believe like it.
3: Someone will find that one day. Yeah, yeah, but what's annoying about my teenage diaries, they're always funny, aren't they? Yeah. They, they are always I think they tweak them because they're yeah. always too clever or too yeah. funny,
4: and it's too punchliney as well. There's, yeah, a, there's exactly.
3: a bit that just fits in the right bit. Yeah. It's nothing yeah. too cringy. No, they, they obviously do something with them. Um, but I never thought you—you you didn't write murder mysteries for those murder mystery, you know, events. Then no, I just wrote uh-huh. them for myself.
4: I thought oh. I, I used to read my grandma's women woman's weeklies. And they'd have a page, you know, a f- picture of, like a, a page of fiction. And, and I couldn't do romances because I didn't know. Obviously, I was eight and had no idea what I was writing. So I thought, I do know about murder, though. I clearly <laughs> didn't, but I thought I did. So I, I kept writing Agatha Christie's.
3: Oh, we should have got together. You should have got rid of the wallops. <laughs> yes, we could have cycled round the wallops, boring each other rigid. Yes, that's what we could have done, Harry. Um, okay, shall I carry on? Yes. Sorry, diversion. No, I like the uh, you know, I. But when I did this with Royfield, he got cross.
4: <laughs> oh really? Oh, oh, you might get cross. Well, all well, that will be edited out. Then we won't. No one will know we ever spoke about that.
3: Fine. <laughs> carry on. That's what I said. But I suppose he's doing the editing. <laughs> <laughs> so it's annoying for him, isn't it? Okay, I'll, I'll make a silence and start. On this week's episode, we have calls from Julie from Pickering, who's laughing her ass off, Andrew Horn, who's enjoying Neil, Kat, who's living in a bubble, Witherspoon, who's lost a dollar, and Bye Bye Steve, who thinks we're all sheep. But first, let's have Lucy's Week in Ambridge. <laughs>
4: the week with susan shouting left hand down a bit neil you're nearly there then they packed away the chili and neil had to go and clear the bonfire they managed to lose a firework a borsuch blaster. blaster neil's probably eating it susan's got him on such a tight calorific lead he's now ransacking eddie's lunchbox no man should be reduced to snaffling another man's flapjack um there's a new man in the village he's old shy and stingy and he's called Cecil Jackson he is being played by Al Pacino apparently but we don't know that for sure as he hasn't said anything yet Kate endeared herself to one and all by suggesting Susan could stay in her comfort zone by playing a gossipy old crone Kate is staying in hers by being a self-important overindulged pretentious twonk You're using me like a pack horse, said Pip crossly to Toby as she staggered into the house under the weight of the illicit still he's setting up in the kitchen. Don't be silly, said Toby, stroking her on the neck and giving her a sugar lump. He said he picked some yeast up on the way back. That'll teach him to use the loo in a service station. Miranda demanded that Justin show his face at her opening. So he did, only to preserve the niceties, as he told Lillian. I think, I should think Miranda's had her niceties preserved by a Harley Street surgeon, whereas Lillian's are pickled in (laughs) Tanqueray. Elizabeth is afraid that Freddie is not having a nice time at college. I am afraid that Freddie's a bit of an arse. Helen had a chat with Auntie Lillian about the boys after her interview with Rob's psychiatrist. The psychiatrist normally creates a file for the client. In Rob's case, she's got a skip and she's dropping the notes in by crane. Lillian was the obvious choice, as she knows everything there is to know about good parenting. Look at James. No, actually don't. He's just put his pants on his head. Brian was chasing Adam. He's not picking up, apparently. That's unusual for Adam. He turned his phone off because he was up with the deer. And you know what they're like. Adam, you're always on that phone, honestly. It's so rude. You were very brusque to David, said Adam. I wasn't brusque, said Brian. Well, I bet David thought you were brusque. Sesame Street this week was brought to you by the word brusque. Happy birthday to Piggy who is celebrating her 194th birthday. Her family have decided to feed her into a coma. She's having three cakes, four tonnes of meat paste sandwiches made by Shula, lunch at Home Farm, tea at Bridge Farm, breakfast at Fat Pools, a drink at the Bull and supper in a diabetes clinic. Rob is after a hillside property and Justin says he reckons Rob would make a model tenant. Yes, if you overlook the odd woman locked in the attic, bloodstains in the kitchen and custard everywhere jazza told roy who was nervous about his next date that he needed to find his inner caveman well he's got the language down pat anyway he can just point at things and go Ugh. poor roy was bombarded with advice by his friends crusty who got jilted at the altar and hasn't dated since and jazza whose idea of a long-term relationship is the girl taking her knickers completely off crusty told roy and jazza that sex was not a game course it is Krusty thinks it's happy families jazza thinks it's strip poker but for roy it's definitely kaplunk so what have we learnt from the archers this week that according to eddie grundy custard slices are not a basic human right i blame donald trump
3: the end
5: uh, you can't
3: see but i i genuinely laughed throughout <laughs> I didn't want to be too loud. Because also you're so quick and everything's so funny, but I'm so slow so I don't get the joke till <laughs> you fell into the next one, like the Miranda one. Which <laughs> is really funny. Shall I do it again I'm slower for you, getting Harriet? Me. Yeah, <laughs> <me>. <laughs> getting you. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. I think you should just do the archers every week like that. <laughs> because also I'm, I'm sure i missed a lot of that i missed miranda
4: what miranda's opening
3: yes miranda opening her whatever she opened. <laughs> in i missed that and there was some other it stuff because lillian was all
4: was all huffy with her
3: oh yeah I was all, sorry that.
4: was all huffy with him you see i don't what do you think about this lillian and uh and justin because she, everybody said to me in the beginning because I was going, oh, she shouldn't be going out with him. It's just, you know, yeah. they always say, oh, yes, well, it's just, a, it's just sex, and it's fine, and it's a very twenty first century thing, and blah, blah, blah. But you see, it isn't because Lillian is now getting pissed off when Justin has to go and do things with his
3: wife now. Yeah, because it would be, you know. Yeah, and it's, it's kind of got blurry because it's when they're talking to each other, they sound like an old married couple now, mm. you know, rather than yeah, you know. It's, it's like don't...
4: Victoria Wood said: "We're like an old married couple, no sex and a lot of arguments."
3: <laughs> yeah, well, that's what they sound
4: yeah, like. They've bit. skipped
3: the romance and the fun, and they're now on the, you know, yeah, like Toby and Pick. Yeah, you know, which that's now just become well, obviously, that, yeah. So something's going to develop from that, but yeah, yeah, it's all got a bit blurry, hasn't it? I think, and um, yeah,
4: what's your theory on the on the brightons? the back the brighton backstory uh,
3: oh well is so is this is the brighton backstory that's now you know it was in recently is that the same brighton backstory that's been going on for ages yes. he had with rex yeah and we ne- still never found out what was no. happening
4: because uh, twitter is divided between whether or not it yeah. is zane who he said has gone on a sort of a gap year we decided that meant prison um uh, who Toby's friend, who's gone on a bit of a gap year. So we uh, do Well, I don't know if it's prison, then is it drugs? Oh.
3: And... Oh. Sorry. Sorry, I have to turn my face. <laughs> Clearly. Soss so- so- everybody. Soss the film. you
4: want a pencil, Harriet? Was that a hard pencil? <laughs> I mean,
3: it might have been a pencil. I might have to check my text on <laughs> the <or not. laughs> I don't want anyone else getting that job. <laughs> no one else gets on that pencil. It's my pencil. <laughs> I, I need that pencil. It's a bloody <laughs> big one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, could he be? Could um, Toby be having to go back to do? You know when you have to do like? Um, I mean, I've never community been community service. Yes, or you know when you have to sign in and do oh. what your whatever you have to do when oh, you have to sign in it probation or whatever it is. Yes.
4: Good point. He might be on a tag. Pitt would have noticed. I presume he takes his socks off. I don't know though. He could well not. (laughs) He doesn't sound like the type of bloke who'd be overly concerned about, you know the formalities. Well, exactly. So maybe he covers his tag. Yeah, it's not on his ankle. Then she definitely (laughs) noticed. Um I it's or someone said he's got a kid in Brighton, hasn't he?
0: Well, it?
3: that's yeah. I mean, that's the obvious. That's the obvious, isn't it? That's mm. what I thought originally that he's got a little family in Brighton. Yeah. But then I just mm, I'm not. If it was like a if it yeah, I mean, it could be a kid, couldn't it? And a if it was, then,
4: I don't think Rex would
3: have been able to resist telling Pip that. That's exactly. That's what I think. That would have come up in their arguments, and if it yeah. hasn't, then that's stupid and unbelievable because Rex would have <laughs> Well, he would have talked about his. Response. I'm having lunch with Kerry on Wednesday. I should say to him. Harriet says you're <laughs>
4: stupid and unbelievable, Kerry.
3: <laughs> That'll
4: endear you to him no end, I'm sure. <laughs>
3: well, I'm sure he didn't write those episodes. <laughs> they just make it up as they yeah. go along. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody minds. <laughs> no, you're right though. That would
4: that would be a, another plot hole you could canter through because
1: I, I, I think see.
4: Rex has now lost his residual loyalty to Toby, hasn't he? He's now thrown him to the to the wolves. Yeah. I think.
3: It would have come out. And yeah. and yeah, unless it's unless, you know, there's some reason why they can't mention it. Like, I don't know. I don't know what the reason would be. But 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 or maybe they haven't even decided yet. I hope that the script writers haven't even decided what's going on in Brighton. And <laughs> it's gonna be like another Robin Helen thing. And it's going to be two years later. It's going to be you know something or they'll go for the populist vote
4: and it will be an audience vote what do you think press one for a a baby press two for probation yeah like those books do you remember those books where you could choose Choose the end yeah and you always ended up in a bloody crocodile swamp
3: (laughs) always really disappointing (laughs) some terrible anticlimax and then we all woke up and it was all a dream Yeah.
6: you just, but you lot. wouldn't let
4: me just go furtling back to the page where you went wrong and then pick again, wouldn't you? Yeah.
3: That was that was so lovely, though, pre-internet. That was, you know, that Choose felt really... Choose your own
4: adventure. <laughs>
3: yeah. Yes, exactly. That was it.
4: We could do Choose uh, yeah. Your Own Adventure Archers.
3: That's good so I, I don't know, but also I don't really care because I just find Toby really boring. I find Toby and Rex still really boring, I'm afraid. Really? He's not, I just find this kind of now he's like being the lovable rogue or, you know, they're trying to turn him into the lovable rogue. and I, mm. I just don't really believe. Do you think I he's just...
4: like the new Nelson? Are they trying to get him?
3: Yeah, I think that, you know, he's, yeah, being set up so that he can eventually be that old or a bit, even a bit like Eddie, you know, yeah. he was in his poaching days kind of thing. I don't, yeah, or, you know, I just think, but I think he's not that, I don't think, yeah, I think it is. There's a lot of work that needs to that, yeah, that needs to go into that. If Before they we care. Yeah, I don't give a. You know, mm. tuppence. It. It's like my sister said about the. Um, you know, she couldn't believe the um, ending of the arches was somebody making beer, but I yeah. said it was beer. It was actually. Um, it was
4: actually gin, and that like makes it so much more important. Makes
3: it much more relevant as well. <laughs> like, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> she looked at me like, oh, just get along. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I mean, I, it's quite it's quite amusing, isn't it? But it's, it's, I don't really, you know, maybe, yeah. I'm not that interested in Rex and Toby. I find them, I find Rex really whiny and Toby not funny.
4: Mm, so,
3: yeah. I just really love Neil and Susan. <gasps> uh,
4: oh, it's been I, so good at the moment. This, Honestly, <laughs> she's driving me nuts. This...
3: <laughs> so funny flipping
4: photograph honestly when she said to Emma oh you've got to spend the money you oh, know yeah. but em, Emma was brilliant then the chill in her voice the temperature dropped about 15 degrees didn't it why and it's,
3: it's really believable when it's like yeah. even though it's silly and funny they it's so believable because we've known those characters for so yeah. long so yeah. we are totally you know yeah. just... and bloody Susan was actually trying to
4: get Ed not in the picture wasn't she <laughs> Yes. She really—I mean, she'd have had Alice in it, like a shot with a you know, with a big arrow, put saying Aldridge hovering yes. above her head. Woo, woo, Aldridge! I loved it. No, oh, he won't—he won't feel comfortable unless he's had his nails done, you know.
3: <laughs> and I just love, yeah, I just love the whole eating thing. That was a really funny storyline, isn't it? Yes, it's
4: it's lovely, and well, it's it's good because it's absolutely true to form. We yes, know that exactly. is
3: exactly what Susan yes. would do. Um, and when we get onto the Caller-Inners... Oh, do I have to do the next bit now? Do I have to do... Should I... Have, have we got on to... No, hang on. Where, where have I got to in the script now then? Oh, do you know what? At this stage, the, the script
4: just kind of... It's, we jettison it, to be frank. And we catch up with it again later. I think we oh, are okay. supposed to say, and now let's see which Caller-Inners have Caller-Inned.
0: Okay.
3: Do you want... And now they And now they're playing the Caller-In. Oh. Yes.
4: And yeah. now they're playing the Call of Rinorus. Yes, okay. Hello,
3: Ambridge 3962. <laughs> Wait, well,
4: now what do we do? So now we talk about Cat Brown's call, which you said oh. was
7: jolly intelligent.
3: Yes, I really liked that. I liked all the calls, obviously.
7: Hello, Dum Dum. It's Cat Brown here, calling from glamorous South London. Um, tonight is election night, me at time of calling, and the fact that I've been shouting at the radio so much more than I have been recently has put me in mind of something rather clever. This. The scriptwriters, nearly said speechwriters. Clearly, my mind isn't politics, and that the scriptwriters on The Archers have been doing recently, namely making us see how other people feel. Um, I am incredibly guilty of living in a sort of Twitter bubble where everybody thinks the same as me, and pretty much everybody is quite left-wing or or centralist or or just basically thinks that Trump and Brexit are really really bad deals, and. So recently, part of the reason I've been shouting at the radio so much is because I find it absolutely unbelievable that people have not been calling out Rob for his actions. This has really been put into sharp relief tonight with this awful encounter between Justin and Lillian. And Lillian, of course, uh, having been pounced on by Rob to live in amside, which is so phenomenally tone deaf, even of Rob Titchener, that that genuinely beggars belief. But it's this ensuing conversation with Justin... Um, and I thought this was so clever because we haven't really addressed the fact that obviously he chose to hire Rob. And in this completely, again, tone deaf conversation with his lover, whose niece, as she pointed out brilliantly bluntly, has been raped by the man that he employed. He's just going, but, you know, nobody's found him guilty. He hasn't been accused of anything. Blah, 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 And oh my God, it just made me think of Brexit and how that snuck through. So really good work from the... <laughs> Not speech writers from the damn script writers, but for the sake of my blood pressure, I really, really, really hope that somebody just throttles flipping Titchener soon or Lillian takes a step back from Justin because it's all too much. Anyway, hope to wake up to some good news soon. Uh, and hello to everybody. Speak soon, bye bye.
3: But I went, when my sister was going, what are you listening to? Said, I went, up. listen to this. <laughs> this is actually really relevant to you as well because it talks about the election. But I really, yeah, I thought that was very clever, that call. Yeah, I mean, you know, intelligent. I think, yes. Calling out Rob for his... Yeah, because I have thought that as well. I I thought, yeah, why, why, yeah, why when he comes into... I mean, they are, they have been shunning him, haven't they, when he comes into the shop and things. But... Why I did think there is no way Justin would give him a job. No, but of course, actually, if you're someone like Justin, you know, it was re- that he he would because he's one of those people, like all those people who voted for Trump, who, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, and he hasn't been proved guilty yet, and and he's not that. Sadly, not not he, he's he's of that mindset, isn't he? That Rob maybe hasn't done anything. Yeah, that
4: bad. And also, you know, he's a good businessman. So in the yeah. long term, he's going to yeah. make money. He's going yeah. to improve things. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, I think what was frustrating me about the Rob storyline, although Oliver slightly made up for it this week, I'd, actually most of the calls have been about Rob one way or another, most of the tweets have as well, Um, was the fact that if, if, if people were being a bit standoffish with Rob and kind yeah. of saying you know when he came in well, can i buy you a drink no no you're fine like ed you know no 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 you're uh, right yes. but no one said why they just went you know which <laughs> led which led rob off the hook because he could just go yeah. oh well fine you just just a bit grumpy then god people in this village are really touchy yeah. whatever but no one said i don't want anything to do with you because you're a slimy creep and I-
3: rapist you but know, you know- as well it's also that you know because like everyone i'm totally guilty of it no one is the no one's the brave no, somebody has to be the brave one yeah to say it first don't they yeah because when nobody else is saying you know it's like if you're on a bus and and yeah nobody's the first to tell the lunatic not, not yeah. the, lunatic, the, the horrible bully on the bus to get off yeah you know everybody just puts their heads down don't they because no one wants to be the first to say yeah you know and and create nobody likes confrontation do they nope. and and so they just put their heads down and and and, and also no
4: I think for sometimes nobody's completely sure that other people are feeling the same way and that they are actually speaking they are kind of
3: yes exactly. They,
4: they've got the mood of the place the mood of the bus right but surely yeah. people in Ambridge know that you know rapists are not welcome here sort of thing I mean
3: so I guess if you've known Rob before you found out what happened with Helen. Yeah. And, you know, you knew him as the charming, you know, dad, all that kind of stuff. So you probably are still thinking, well, you know, he hasn't, you know, nothing, you know, he hasn't been found guilty of rape. Or, you know, maybe some people don't even know that he's, because he hasn't been tried for it, has he? So, you know, I I guess they think some, you know, no smoke without fire. But that was the
4: thing, wasn't it? With Helen's decision not to prosecute him.
3: He said to, um,
4: when Oliver was was there saying, no, you can't be part of the the hunt, he said, uh, well, so you're taking her word for it because nothing's been proved and why haven't I gone to court? Because I'm innocent. Yeah. And it's so awful that he's now thinking, fine, you know, this never happened. And uh, she's just hysterical and she's convinced everyone else it never happened um, because obviously if it had happened, I'd be in court and I'm not. Therefore, it didn't happen.
3: Yeah. But I okay. can
4: completely see why she doesn't want to.
3: Oh God, yeah, I can totally see why Helen wouldn't want to go through with it, and also she. Oh, I can totally see why she wouldn't want to go through with that again, and you know, for the sake of her children, yeah. and and also then, you know, I mean, it's so difficult, isn't it? But you know, her baby growing up, you know, yeah. Does she want her little boy to know that he's doing something great? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. So that's pretty hard, isn't it? Yeah. Um, <sighs> yes the whole me. thing is, that was ever, yeah
4: the whole thing's just horrid 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 uh, but it's just the more things that ha- i think the cricket team was best when they when they when they clapped when he you know yeah, when no, they wouldn't let him in so that awesome. was good that was like a proper we don't want you <laughs> get knotted sort yeah of thing. it was everyone else is a bit mealy mouthed about it you kind of want susan to be throwing tins of tomatoes at his head as he leaves the shop
3: all that oh, someone just needs to pour a bucket of water I mean I found the Halloween thing quite annoying actually you know when he came into the pub yeah. and, uh, uh, and the same again with the panto yeah. audition. I was a bit like oh god because when he, when he's being smooth Rob at still you know as he is he's still really believable but when they're kind of uh, I just don't he wouldn't have gone to the audition would he I mean would he well I, I, it depends how how unhinged he is if you are
4: that kind of uh, if you are that uh unstable that you are the more it's like the more the village shuns him the more he's trying to push it he's trying he's somebody who pushes boundaries all the time so the more they say we don't want you the closer he's trying to get it's, yeah, it's very strange, and it's completely counterintuitive to people like us who would think, ah, oh, people might not like me. Well, I must run away. You know. Yeah. But if you're yeah. that type of person, I think you think, well, and if, they yeah. just they just clearly misunderstood me, so they need to get to know me better. Yeah. So I must be more present, not less yeah. present.
3: And it was really, it was a really good episode. I, thought. I mean, it was really, it was, you know, it was, it was brilliant.
4: it's that, that tension in the room yeah, when he that, was, you. Yeah. It's bizarre because you know. I knew he'd come in the shop before he spoke on oh, the radio really? because of the way Susan went. Oh, oh. and there was like this—the the, 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 the tension changes completely in the yeah. in the dialogue, and it was yeah. even her. And I thought that's really weird. Afterwards, that on the radio, you could tell some somebody yeah. was there when you can't see them.
3: Well, that's because you're listening so hard. <laughs> Whereas I'm usually chopping a courgette. <laughs> Just
4: push it. It's taken you ages.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: uh, Julie from
5: Pickering. Hello, Royfield and Lucy. Julie from Pickering here. Joy oh joy oh joy. Hopping up and down on one foot I am. Go, Oliver. Go, Oliver. Just tell Rob how it is. And Lillian's got the knife in as well. Woohoo! Laughing my bloody arse off. Come on, the rest of the village. Get stuck in. Let's have him out. Ha 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 ha! Down, Rob. Down, Rob. Yeah. Toodles.
3: Yeah. And when when my sister heard Julie from Pickering, she went, "Oh, Pickering!" Because <laughs> we, 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 we um we used to go on holiday up there on the uh, North New Yorkshire Moors. So actually. <laughs> I did listen to Julie's call, obviously, but my sister was distracting me by going...
4: reminiscing (laughs) about your childhood holidays. With the the steam train. This is Dumpty Dum, presented by Harriet Carmichael, Lucy Freeman and Harriet's sister, in absentia. (laughs) Despite not listening to The Archers, has a great deal to say about it.
3: He does. (laughs) He really does. (laughs) I'm going to get her to call in next week. (laughs) (laughs) Toodles. (laughs) <laughs> um,
4: um julie was laughing her ass off at yes, at, Oli- <laughs> at oliver giving um rob the bums rush i did like that i thought that was very good he got as close as anybody's come to actually saying stick it up your bottom robert yeah yeah
3: robert. um but i tell you what really confused me because I was, I kind of this week I've just li- been doing a lot of cooking, and so I've been li- half listening, and, and I and so I and I listen, so I listened to that episode twice because I reminded myself of it, and twice I got confused and was like, why is Justin now telling Rob that he? Co-? So in my head, Oliver was Justin. Oh, Isn't that weird. And it's only there. It's only like afterwards. After I li- and I literally listened to it twice. And then only afterwards, when I was obviously thinking about it and thinking, why has he suddenly changed his tune? That's because you
4: had a bit of courgette in your ear or something. Oh, you can't hear properly.
3: Fine, <laughs> but, but they are quite similar in tone, well, don't
4: you? I think my 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 recently garnered theory, produced from too much coffee too early in the morning, is that um, Justin and Oliver are like two sides of the same person. Yeah. Like. The principled yeah. gentleman farmer, and then the the nouveau riche, who thinks he can buy his way into the country, doesn't respect, like uh, Oliver respects the Grundies, yeah,
3: Oliver's a proper squire.:
4: yes, exactly and he respects the Grundys he respects things he doesn't always agree with them or understand them but he knows that he's an incomer and he's got to shut up and and let them get on on with it and he has principles whereas uh, Justin is just how can I make money out of this fine if it it means that my business is being handled by somebody who is loathed by everybody in the village fine and it's it's that so they're like they're the same age they're in a similar financial situation but it's their attitude isn't it that's, that's different
3: yeah and that's why it really confused me
4: Yes, that must be why, Harriet,
3: it really I was thinking, why did I miss, I miss the episode where <laughs> Where episode he completely silly. changed okay. his mind <laughs> And also why didn't I just Justin's got nothing to do with the hunt <laughs> anyway now I'm so glad that I, that's been cleared up. <laughs> <laughs> um
4: We're gonna play Steve now. Bye bye Never care
8: Hello Dumpty Dummit, Steve here I haven't rang in for a while I've got a suggestion to make Rob's obviously the pantomime villain now and like all good pantomime villains he should be booed when he comes into the room but I've got another suggestion inspired by that wonderful film Young Frankenstein the villain in that film used to cause horses to neigh every time she spoke or came into a room so I think we ought to do the same with Rob but instead of the horses neighing We should employ the ambridge sheep. So every time Rob comes into the room or speaks or is mentioned, we ought to say, that's me, short and sweet. Hope it all right. I love you all. Mwah, mwah. Bye, 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 bye-bye, bye-bye, mwah, mwah. No, you go first. Bye-bye, bye-bye, love you. Bye-bye, bye-bye, mwah, mwah, bye-bye.
4: Steve thinks we should have a sheep noise every time Rob comes in. I thought that was
3: really funny. But he is
4: turning into a pantomime baddie, isn't he?
3: No, well, that's what I mean about that Halloween episode and yeah. then the, the audition where he is the pan—he is the proper villain. Yeah. And it would be, I mean, I think they've got to do that in one episode at least. Just have lots of sheep. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, being in the shop when Rob comes in. I thought that was a brilliant idea.
4: And just dr- like Wallace and Gromit, just drowning him out. Every time he opens his mouth, just goes, bah! and just gets louder and louder and more
3: frantic. <laughs> Yeah, I really like that idea. And that's all I can say on it. Me too. <laughs> Andrew Horn now.
9: <laughs> Greetings, Earthlings. Andrew Horn here. First time I've called in for a while, so I have a few uh, matters to get off my chest. I've been enjoying the lighter side um, recently, particularly the uh, Neil and Susan stuff. And uh, we now have another character to add to the list that should have a credit along with linda sniff we have neil's sigh we've had it uh, not so much this week but the, in the last few weeks uh, in most most uh, shows it's been brilliant i've also been enjoying the jazzer kirsty roy uh, light relief um and um what's wrong with a spreadsheet a useful way to get your head in the right place However, there are some dark sides coming back. Um, thankfully, more in a pantomime uh, way at the moment. Friday's episode with Justin's uh, change of character, um, in the way they're sort of changing him, <clears throat> did make me uh, bring back sort of memories of uh, Palpatine, Palpatine turning into the Emperor uh, with the Dark Lord as his Sith apprentice. So maybe uh, they will be the arch villains of the piece and uh, we'll need super Lils to come in and sort Justin out as well as uh, the dark Lord and a couple of bits of admin to finish with. Um, I started listening regularly in 1979. There were no new characters in that year as far as I can see, but it was the year that Trevor Harrison started playing Eddie Grundy. So I suppose that makes me an Eddie and final note. Um, Catherine Kavanagh and I are singing carols um, on the 7th of December and Tim Bentink, David Archer, is narrating. It's at, uh, it's in Fleet Street. Um, no, it's not. It's at, uh, well, wherever it is, I can tell you where it is. You need to look on the forum in the off-topic part and you'll find all the details there, including a link on how to order tickets. And um, let us know if you're coming and we'll go for a drink Afterwards. Bye.
3: Yes. Oh yes. Neil sigh. <laughs> Brilliant. It's not so much a sigh as a kind of a oh, oh,
4: oh, oh. <laughs> It's yeah. like a really old dog turning round and round and round in its basket and then collapsing sideways. That's what he sounds but like.
3: It's so perfect, isn't it? It's so perfect. <laughs> and that should be a thing like Linda's sniff. They yeah. should um, patent it, shouldn't yes. they? Neil's moan. <laughs> it... Ensure it.
4: He actually sounds like um, there were loads of old radio recordings of Michael Horden playing Jeeves, and he used to do this very
3: where he disagreed with Bertie Wooster, but he didn't want to say. Bertie Wooster played by Ian Carmichael. Yes, yeah, who's my who you who? That's why we used to go to Pickering. Where, to are you related him. to Ian Carmichael? Yeah, are you? He's, yeah, he's my grandpa's cousin. Oh, and he lived up near Pickering, so. Oh. Ah. Well, so, yeah, that's where we used to got there. But anyway, uh-huh. do carry on.
4: Uh, <laughs> any more members of your family you'd like to bring
3: in? <laughs> I like bringing my family wait, in. <laughs> wake Tibbs up. Let her have a chat. No. Oh, don't. Probably, she probably will wake up in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um,
4: yes, and good luck with the carols. And uh, so, Andrew and Catherine <laughs> Kavanagh are singing carols for a charity thing hosted by Tim Bentinck, and the details are on the Dumpty Dumpty forum on the off topic bit um
3: yeah that'd be lovely
4: uh, yeah but no so he does yeah but no but he does remind neil's side does remind me of of michael horden when he sort of goes uh, like this it's kind of not i don't want to disagree with you because i don't want to start you off susan but i am kind of expressing
1: a slight (laughs) worry here
4: status thing isn't it as well
3: you know Neil is ruled by Susan
4: yes it's like yeah
3: <laughs> bless him um with a spoon now oh he should be president shouldn't
4: he well anyone would be better really
3: oh I think... sorry was I supposed to pause then actually no it's fine Royfield okay. is clever enough to fit it in Good. okay I he think... should be president shouldn't
4: he <laughs> You just got to keep saying it. Neville Booth would make a better bloody president than Donald Trump.
2: Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. Mercy. Greetings, Lucy, Rufield, Millie Bell, and all Dumpty Dummers around the world. Witherspoon and Angus Haggis here. Well, it's been a difficult week for us, so I hope you'll allow me to indulge in some self-pity in just a moment, as I and 60-plus million Americans have had an even more difficult week than Rob has had. I heartily agreed with what Lucian Royfeld said in the last podcast regarding his storyline. It felt as if the scriptwriters were ramping up his presence again when we, the listeners, didn't want it. Like a very bad movie sequel, say, Grease 2, following the original Greece. We just want Rob to go away. This week, we thought that might be happening when people started fighting back again. Bravo, Lillian and Oliver. Maybe we would have a great robless Christmas after all, just like we thought we would last year. Then Justin hands Rob a safety rope, and here we go again. It's a damn roller coaster. And for the record, I never liked or trusted Justin. Okay, now my indulgence as I let my witherspoon mask drop for just a bit and talk as Lonnie Bihar. I never in a million years thought what happened would happen. And I have egg on my face. I kept thinking and saying, oh, you Brits, stop comparing the American election to the Brexit vote. You're just projecting your guilt and anger onto us. We're not as ill-informed and xenophobic as you are. Boy, was I wrong. Guess what? We are, and more so. And in the process I owe handsome husband a dollar from losing a year old wager about the election. That Brit knew better. So now sixty million of us are experiencing shock and depression. First it was numbness, and now it feels like grief and a sense of unreality. As the grief moves to anger, we're trying to harness that emotion into something productive. I think I shared the same feelings as most, if not all, of my fellow American and expat Brit Dumpty Dum listeners here. But with those difficult emotions, we also feel the love and support of the entire Dumpty Dum community. For that, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. I feel like I've made so many great friends in the last 18 months of listening and contributing to my favorite podcast. I hope to meet many of you in person in the future. And if you still want to visit New York, after all this, you know how to find me. May Dumpty Dum flourish long after the president-elect's time in office talk to you again soon
3: um with a spoon <laughs> our thoughts are with you yeah absolutely yeah that was re- it was a lovely call in though wasn't it and i
4: especially liked the uh uh the the relating um uh titchy knob's refusal to actually bugger off out of ambridge as like Greece too <laughs> it's not quite <laughs> the storyline is not quite as strong as the first one and yet we're all still getting really irritated yes it is very much like grease too <laughs> Um, but yes, sorry, America. Thoughts go out, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera.
3: I know. It, well, it's just it, it. It seems so. It seems so surreal that I can't believe it. No, it is like oh well, we'll wake up tomorrow and yes, everything will exactly. be back to
8: normal. I but was... you
3: know that, that's why. But I that's why. Like with the spoon school, because now is all about being friends with the, with everybody. Yeah, being kind, being you know, having big. Neighbourhoods, you know, neighbourly... Oh, you know what I'm saying these things. Yeah, so we've got to make... being close, staying close and being, yeah, being friends. We have got to
4: make the dumpty dum community even stronger than before. You could make it a political party. (laughs) (laughs) What are the central tenets of...
3: The, i mean i think everybody kind of is like royfield
4: brown for president party <laughs>
3: oh, would you suggest that oh Royfield would love that wouldn't he <laughs> and he could do a whole podcast about it <laughs> <laughs> add himself to his america <gasps> he's
4: gonna have to 11 actually... american presidents yes. one of them's yes. me yes, yes. wow oh, and you could be i could, be to first the White House. I could. Oh, i'd be, be really good at that at least i be... du- you know she dug it all up to build allotments Or whatever she did. Michelle, I'd crazy pave it. (laughs) (laughs) I'd dig a whacking grey swimming pool. No more vegetables.
3: Out! (laughs) There'd be a bar outside. And then you'd shun everybody. I
4: I would. I'd be shunning left, right (laughs) and centre. Shun, shun,
3: shun, I would go.
4: We'd be in in diplomatic crisis within about a day and a half.
3: (laughs) No, because you're the first lady, so, you know, oh, no, it would be dreadful. But I think if you've got Witherspoon in your cabinet... Yes, he'd just have to
4: follow us around apologising to have all me upset, wouldn't he?
3: (laughs) Being really diplomatic because he's so diplomatic.
4: (laughs) And Um, we could have the rest of your family can take up all the other appointments that are left.
3: Oh, well, I would... Can I... Sorry. Can I just listen to this voicemail just in case it's from the school? Yes. Sorry, sorry, Luce. I'm really sorry. I'll just just quickly check because it's – um. oh, no, no, sorry. It's just about curtains. It's not important. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, because I haven't put school. I haven't – stupidly, I haven't, like – Oh, I see. So good. whenever
4: anybody rings from that number, yes. you think, ah, is that, there... yes. Mm. <laughs> and it's usually a sales call
3: and I start panicking, going, oh my God, I'm in the middle of a job. I
4: can't get to the school. Could I speak to the person who deals with your cleaning, please?
1: No, not now.
4: <sighs> oh, we've had an email in Oh, great. Just now. <laughs> yes, just now. Wow. Um this was from Vicky Cole in Kenya. She said, I listened to last week's episode just after the election results. It was very poignant listening to the star spangled banner. I wanted to send lots of love to all US dumpty dummers. I don't want to say anything much about the archers. Just well done to Oliver. And as Rob is clearly getting more and more deranged, they are working up to something huge happening. Oh gosh, need good things to happen in archers when everything else is so gloomy. Lots of love, Vicky. Yeah. What do Maybe? you think? I, I do think it's going to be an abduction. Oh, oh, do you? I oh, think of, Rob Art is going to take little Giddy Jack away with him, yes.
3: Yeah, oh, that would be good, actually. Well, it wouldn't be good. It would be dreadful, but it would be quite a good... And then Rob would get banged up, wouldn't he? Yeah, and that has to happen, doesn't it? Yes. And I think Freddie, I mean, he's so hopeless and annoying, isn't he? But maybe he should, you know, if he's the guy that kind of, you know, that saves the day, that would be great for his confidence yes but he's I mean, such a drip he's always been a drip hasn't he
4: i'm not even sure he's aware that rob and helen have an issue that there's a child or anything he doesn't seem to be aware of anything other than himself really no no and he's... It, it, well he's a teenager and he's an overprivileged little sob so i think yeah. you know well, why doesn't did... she go make him work in the orangery
3: oh well, f- you know what Lucy? a few
4: days picking wasps out and jam that would sort him out
3: but wouldn't it? he did lose his daddy when he ages was young. ago <laughs> so heartless. I'd forgive him anything. I just because he was only, and then he caught his mum shagging
4: Roy. Oh, that's true. yeah. No, that oh, was that was you That would be far worse than the off the roof
3: malarkey. <laughs> Rob's so, uh, Roy's uh, you little know,
4: sleeping up
3: and down. Yeah. Annoying, but I just think you know that they're, they're you know poor lad.
4: Exten- well, you're nicer than me. Extenuating circumstances, you think? Exactly. Do you? Yes, exactly. Lily's all right, isn't she? She's little Miss Overachiever.
3: Yeah, well, exactly. and That's another thing. You've got to live with her being irritating and and goody two-shoes all the time. Mm. A bit odd, wouldn't you?
4: Well, yeah, but I still don't think that that makes him a candidate for saving the day. No. Well, maybe
3: they'll just kind of drop him eventually.
6: Mm.
4: Well, he said something worrying when he was talking about his geography teacher, um looking like something out of Lord of the Rings or whatever it was. He said, although he was talking about urban planning, which is actually quite interesting. And I thought, eh? uh, uh What? I was thinking, Freddie, interested in urban planning. And then I thought, oh, is this going to be his thing then?
3: Boring that so he's going to get into urban... Uh, I thought you were going to say... Because actually, I did skip that because I was catching up. And I was like, oh, this is the bit where Johnny talks to Freddie. So I skipped it. <laughs>
4: Was it the same courgette? You were still distracted by the same courgette. What do I No, I week re- three,
3: a red pepper. <laughs> no, but, oh, but I thought you were going to say something more interesting, like his geography teacher, you know, was taking too much interest in Freddie. Oh no! Oh my God! I thought I was I had a
4: cynical mind Frippin' Pinet. Well,
3: oh, never know in the arches these days. I know. Oh um, urban planning. Oh right. So he's gonna get into urban planning and then yeah. Oh no, but you know what's good in the arches now? What? Alistair and that nice Scottish girl. Oh yes. Oh I really like her. Do you? Yeah, Doesn't she got sound got about twelve?
4: She has got a lovely voice, but she sounds but yeah, ever she, so young.
3: Yeah she does, but I I I like that I mean he I find him really pompous and annoying, but I like the fact that um I can believe that she will, you know you know, in their Land Rover they're gonna knocking
4: into shape a bit well she's going on about taking over the horsey bit isn't she Yeah. and he's going to do the rest of it that'll annoy shula that will really annoy her yes Yes. so it's worth doing ha (laughs) ha right now you have to say tweets of the week oh no now we have to do millie bell
3: oh yeah oh yes i'll do that bit
4: yeah
1: Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
3: And now we're going to have a little bit of Millie Bell, our upside down
6: guardian of Facebook.
8: So I'm in Bristol and I'm with Auntie Jean. How are you, Auntie Jean?
6: I'm fine. Thank you very much. Roy yourself. you <laughs> Do you say yourself? yourself?
8: Yeah. Oh, is that colloquialism? Yeah, for, it is. Yeah. I, I'm fine. I'm fine, thank you. <laughs> well,
6: actually, the colloquialism would be how best, and you say I'm fine, thank you. How best? I'm fine, thank you. <laughs> thank
8: you, Gavin. Now, um, <laughs> apart from being uh, an archer's and a dum-dum stalwart, yes, you have a bit of a cause, don't I you? I do. Which you're kind of passionate about. What is do. that cause?
6: Well, my husband has a very rare form of lymphoma called Waldenström's Macrogoblinemia. Mm-hmm. and at the moment there is a problem. With the NHS not funding various treatments for this particular disease and this particular disease only? Am, am I
8: allowed to say, but I thought we're about to invest £250 million no, a week yes, back into you the are. NHS. So, surely everything's fine with the NHS oh, absolutely. now? Absolutely,
6: yes, wonderful, isn't it? That bus lied big time. That okay, okay,
8: all right. So, you asked de Dum listeners to do what recently?
6: I wanted them all to sign the petition because we need at least 100,000 people so we can get it debated in Parliament. And Um, and what exactly
8: do you want debated in Parliament?
6: The fact that the funding has been withdrawn for stem cell transplants Mm -hmm. for my husband's disease and my husband's disease only. Nothing else, just his disease. Plus there's a new drug that's come on the market which has been approved in America and in Europe but not in Britain. And that also needs approving for his disease. So we know that this
8: drug works.
6: We do know it works, yes.
8: But the NHS have been too miserly... yes. So you want people to sign this petition to yes. put pressure on Parliament so at least there is a debate, so it gets discussed. Yeah,
6: so we get 100,000 signatures, they then consider it for a debate and it gets discussed. So we need, we need all of you to sign as quickly as possible.
8: And what we also need, Dumb to dumb, is, is for you to tell three friends to also sign it as well there's no point just you doing it as as useful as that is but please tell three others to go and sign it as well and i'm about to give you the url right now and that url is, <laughs> is <laughs> https semicolon <laughs> forward slash forward slash dot uk <laughs> forward slash petitions <laughs> forward slash one six seven four four one i'll repeat https semicolon forward slash forward slash petition dot parliament dot uk forward slash petitions forward slash one six seven four four one. This URL is also on the dum dum page and on the podcast show notes. <phone ringing>
5: Good day, everyone. Uh, it's been quite quiet on the forum this week, probably because you've all been frightened off by the hacking but I think that's resolved and on the front page you will see that Miss Mid-City has posted a little belatedly but she's just listened to Steve Lamarck's the Archers Roundtable special and uh, she's posted a link in case you missed David, Jolene and Phoebe talking about new music releases and she said, by the way who else knew the actress who plays Jolene was Canadian well, I didn't know that so thank you Miss Mid-City the forum um, there has been a little bit of chat as I say, it would be great to get that revved up again Uh, Yehan I hope I said Yehan correctly, Um, started discussion. Oh, sorry, it was started by Steph. Yehan has um, replied. Uh, Justin has revealed his true colours. Alison Johnson talking about Poldock Bridge, making some comparisons between Poldock and Ambridge. And Miss Bubbles is asking if anybody is listening to Westworld and noticing some similarities there. Uh, so, uh, as you can see, the ambush just keeps, and the artist just keeps popping up. Doesn't matter what we're listening to or watching. Uh, this week on our Facebook page, um, we wondered whether Rob was going to sabotage the farm walk for um, Adam and point people in the direction of the crappy field. And it's uh, a fair bit of support for that. Witherspoon says, yep, though I wonder if Johnny turns out to be a hero in dealing with Rob. Uh, Leslie Greaves says, when's he going to try and blackmail Lillian and or Justin? Robin Sutton said, do you mean the field he poisoned? And Sarah Passingham suggested with Toby's herbal libations. Uh, Candida agreed. Uh, Alice Andrews, anyone else worried about the missing Borsetshire blaster? Sounds like a terrible firework mind. Well, we all know what happened to that now, don't we? Uh, So a fair bit of support. So I guess we'll find out about that on Sunday. I also got so frustrated with Justin this week. I was really cross. I've always found him slightly irritating, but... Earlier in the week, I just thought, nope, I'm ready to smite him, and I wondered whether I could get an amen on that. Well, did I ever. Big prayer went up from everyone. Uh, Witherspoon said, Amen, Justin is just as controlling in his own conniving way as Rob is. To Lillian, as I've been saying to all since Wednesday morning, stand up, fight back. Uh, Liz Villalobos, ramen, she said. He really crossed the line. No, Rob hasn't been tried, but Lillian has feelings. Fiona Griffin, Amen. I've always liked Lillian, she'd better do the right thing. Uh, Kate Lyle, but all the Ambridge men are like that. Rob Apologists. I then got a whole heap of amens from Peter Marbot, Sarah Rockle, Alicia Waller, uh, Pete Barlow, who sent me an amen from the whole choir, which was lovely. Joe Jackson, uh, Alan Moore, Susan Busley. uh, Valerie (laughs) Bailey said he's pompous and I'm feeling he's a smug dick. Yes, Valerie. And, uh, Martin Van Den Hoovel also said, amen. And so pick, Zoe picked and gave me a thousand. Oh, amen. So thank you for that. Uh, I really loved the episode and we just I decided to start a little chat about the episode demonstrating how supportive the men in um, Ambridge can be for each other and I just thought it was a welcome change from them being portrayed as having underdeveloped emotional intelligence. Uh, Andrew Horn said Roy keeping his mouth shut was good advice and Leslie Griggs suggested Jazza supportive, that's a first. Well, yeah, I guess, but you know. At some stage, Jazza has to be allowed to be the good guy, I guess. And then um, for crying out loud, Neil, if you don't want to diet, don't diet. Is Susan your partner or your boss? Richard Woodfield said it reminds me of Pidgey Woodhouse, where Jeeves was forever saving Bertie Wooster from determined women who wanted to take the compliant Bertie in hand. Sarah Woods Rockall, I've been willing him to tell her to shove her bloody carrot and celery sticks. And I'm going to leave the last word with Candida Beaching. I would have thought that if she made chili every day, then the weight would just fall off him. (laughs) So thank you, everybody, for getting involved. I'd love another week like that. So uh, either on our forum or on uh, uh, Facebook, and I'm a bit more active myself on Facebook, but many others are active on the forum. And until next week, from me, hooray.
4: And now you have to say about Tweets of the Week because I forgot to put that in.
3: Oh, okay. Now, shall we do Tweets of the Week? Yes.
4: Uh, These are mostly about Rob. Mal, 675, I was saying last week that I kept having bad dreams about Rob. Uh, And he said, I dreamt last night that Rob was my PE teacher and I was at his (laughs) house where he was teaching me how to make proper custard. (laughs) God. God. Robbie's a PE teacher.
3: Oh my god! No, that's really frightening. Actually, for those
4: of us who were not Ooh. gifted in the old coordination department, <laughs> he's he's every he's everything horrid about PE. Oh yeah, the sarcasm, heavy sarcasm, oh. the superiority, the only interested in people who are already good at things. Yeah.
3: Uh, frightening, no, I, frightening. Uh, uh. That's the thing, isn't it? PE—it's uh, obviously changed a lot now because all PE teachers are amazing now. But back in the day they were all either creepy yeah. or or bullies, weren't they? Yeah. Or just they were just other teachers, weren't they, who just who were like told to do hockey. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Those of you that aren't bedridden, get up and do hockey. <laughs> exactly. Do we you know yeah. what this is? Right, excellent. You can teach it then.
3: Um yeah. I we had want... we had
4: Mr. Ashley who looked like Heathcliff and everybody fancied him. And oh, that's lucky. But do you know what? Mr. Ashley was this massive, great, hairy, Heathcliffy type person who was a bit rubbish as a PE teacher. But he was a revelation because once, when our English teacher went sick and Mr. Ashby, Ashby? Ashby taught us, and we were messing around and not doing what we were supposed to, and he sort of gave up on the lesson. I was at terrible school. And he decided to... Entertain us instead, and he read us. And you'll never. This is the strangest thing for someone like him to read. He read us Joyce Grenfell's monologues, the um, the school, the the primary school. You know, George, don't do that. Those ones, and they. It was it was the first time I'd ever heard them, and and they. My introduction to them was this massive. And he was sitting there in his rugby his rugby trousers and his and his um, you know, polyester t shirt, reading us Joyce Gren. This huge with a voice like this. <laughs> Putting on this Joyce Grenfell voice, and it, I'd never heard it before, and I was just absolutely transfixed. That's a lovely story. That's
1: so, so in a
4: bizarre way, a PE teacher, which I was consistently shit at from the ages of three onwards, was um, was was sort of responsible for me getting into radio comedy and all that sort of thing.
3: Oh, well, I would just like to say on behalf of all of us at Dumpty Dum and Beyond, thank you, Mister Ashby. <laughs>
4: You <laughs> massive crawler. <laughs> anyway. <we're>...
3: <laughs> <laughs> or Ashley. Whatever,
4: <laughs> whatever your bloody name was. Who cares? <laughs> but my um, my other, Simon had um, a PE teacher uh, who wore these awful 70s shorts with the slit up the side, the really shiny oh, ones. God. And he was called Mr. Wilkinson and everyone called him Silky Wilkie. <laughs> <laughs> he still has horrible memories of Silky Wilkie. Oh, Wilky. <laughs> oh. oh. I, I mean, bet yeah, we well, good yeah. at it though, because you're all sporty and stuff. Aren't
3: <laughs> I don't know you? I was terrible. I know I loved netball. I, 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 I gonna... could just see, rah rah girls, come <laughs> along, leave yeah, it down. But actually, I don't think. Uh, um, shoot, run uh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> at primary school, I was brilliant at netball, and we we were really good. I don't really remember playing netball at big school though. But we had to play hockey, and I hated it. I've always hated hockey. Um, and and again, it was like because we had really miserable. I know they were very nice people, I'm sure, but. You know, they weren't motivating or inspiring. And, you know, and if you didn't like PE, you know, they didn't bother, did they? No. That's the thought. It's really sad. And I don't even remember playing, I think in, I don't know what else, I can't even remember any other games we did. I think it was like hockey for the girls and football for the boys for the whole year. <laughs> just so rubbish. Hockey's just really hard and it hurts. Really hard. I know. I don't know what, who invented it for children. <laughs> it's really those balls that really hurt they hit your ankles and
4: a big bendy wooden stick it's yes it's it's a health and safety nightmare nobody nowadays would invent it if it hadn't already been invented
3: exactly
4: they'd invent quidditch (laughs) flying around i my my long my memories are just basically the sporty people saying to the pe teacher do i have to have her we had her last time
3: See, that's awful. No, that is, that is, you see, that's that's where P really fell down, wasn't it? Yeah. Picking teams. That's just yeah. so awful. Yeah. But, yeah. you know,
4: children are sensible. They, they, they're not nice and they don't look at you and think, oh, we'll give her a chance. She must be feeling shit. They'll think, I want to win. She yeah. will make me not win. Therefore, I don't want her. I didn't yeah. want to do it. They didn't want me to do it. Don't let, don't, don't make me do it. I used yeah. to go to the library and hide and then I got hauled out. And Mrs. Bun came marching up to find me and said, Mrs. Bun, who was not a baker, and said, she came marching up and said, who do you think you are? And I thought, I'm someone who's not very good at hockey. That's who <laughs> I think I am. But anyway. It ah, was supposed to
3: be doing tweets of the week, not doing
4: no, reminiscences no, of terrible, in the, the fifth at Mallory Towers. Yeah.
3: It still happens because uh, um, at my daughter's sports day, there was a kind of parents relay race. And you could see parents getting a Ooh. bit anxious when, they had the, you know, the really sporty, tall yeah. people. when, when they just got, happened they up, to have bought their Nike Air trainers with them. <laughs> yes, exactly. The really competitive ones. And then, you know, you could see in their faces when they when somebody a bit shorter or, you know, less, less athletic came onto their team. They started looking a bit cross. Really? I could I could sense that there was tension among the among I mean I didn't volunteer, but I could sense <laughs> it. <laughs> so I, I love all the mums
4: when they're trying to run along in in either after they've had a bit too much prosecco or they're wearing, you know, wedge flip flops or something, trying to do this broken ankles all over the place. You just think, no, stop, just give it up. <sighs> oh. ah, right. Uh, tweet of the week. Yes, we've done one, Liz okay. at Anderson. Said, top handling of Rob by Oliver. Firm, calm. Deliver message. Leave quickly. Avoid temptation to do celebratory jig on way out. <laughs> I'd have totally done a celebratory jig. Um, Fifi Farcher said, "I hope Rob's. You know, he got. He got a. Uh, um, Lillian wouldn't let him have the house. Yeah. Um. Hope Rob's better place on the Edgeley Road is an icy, filthy, water-filled ditch just taller than he is. Yes, that would be <laughs> ideal." Uh, Sean uh, Notley said Rob being an alleged rapist may make you a presidential candidate but it does not make you mother goose in Ambridge (laughs) very topical and Exeter Dormouse on a similar theme said being British apparently means not causing a scene when the village rapist wants to be in the panto Good. But that was it. But they all just froze, wasn't it? Nobody did make a scene. He's right. They all but just they went, well, oh, we can't chuck him out. I thought, yes, you can. You could can <laughs> beat him
3: over the head with a chair. It's
4: fine.
1: They've gone history, the street, haven't they? They've already had a rapist in the
3: panto. Kathy's, Kathy's. That was, that, yes. You know what? That was a story that I think I found even more chilling than the Robin yeah. Helen thing. Yeah. Because that was really frightening. Yeah. It? Yeah. But anyway... Yeah, so that's why they just turn a blind eye now. (laughs) Yeah, the part of the rapist
4: this week will be played. (laughs) (laughs) Don't
3: know why I'm laughing.
4: (laughs) It's like relief; it's also
3: grim. Who'd have thought we'd end up with two rapists in the village panto? I'm, I'm confused as where one has got to with the panto because so now has Alice decided that's it? She's not. She's not involved anymore, and it's just Kate.
4: Well, yes, I think so. But we didn't, I don't think we heard that. No. We didn't hear, because I was quite looking forward to Alice saying to Kate, stick it up your jumper. I'm doing all the work here and you're not doing (laughs) anything. And, uh, but then it was just Kate trying to explain to Linda how they'd ended up with uh, nobody except the corpse of Scruff in the panto. And that was it.
3: And Susan said, didn't she, that I think she said something like, um, oh, Alice has jacked it in and and now it's, because now it's just Kate. Yeah. But it's kind of come to a dead end then, presumably.
4: Yes. Good. We won't have one. They want to do a, t- a talent show instead, don't they? Oh, well, that would be good. But we did that. Didn't
3: they have Ambridge ta- oh. Got Talent a couple of years ago? Or oh, was that one of my Shambridge episodes? <laughs> no, they did because Millie Button won. Yes. Yeah, they did. That was. I think that was the introduction to Millie Button. Ah, well, well, then they can't do that again. I mean, well, why are they all going, oh, we can't possibly do that? Also, if I have to say, if you're going to do a pantomime, Mother Goose is not appealing. do you story? Except there isn't really one. They just make it up. It's kind of half Jack and the Beanstalk, half the goose that laid the golden eggs. But the goose so, that it, laid the golden eggs was
4: in Jack and the Beanstalk.
3: No, that was the hen that laid the
4: golden eggs. What?
3: Wasn't it? No. The, ja- was- the giant. Yeah, that was the goose that laid the golden egg. Was it? No, no. Because the goose that laid the golden eggs is a story in its own right. Well, what happens in it? It's about two. Because I know this because uh, it was one of Eliza's reading books. It was like two poor people, a couple, and then they, and then one of their geese lays a golden egg, and they become rich. But then they're not. They they become selfish, and you know, don't don't spend their money wisely. Oh, it was one
4: of those usual poor yeah. people. Accept it. Stop yeah. trying to change
3: yourself. Yeah exactly and then and then they sell the gold. they sell the goose that's it and then there's no more gold so then they're poor again Poor but, but I, No because the giant has a hen doesn't he the giant the giant doesn't have a goose he has a hen doesn't he and a harp or something Oh I, I thought it was anyway, a goose Well oh. maybe well I've never heard of it. this to, oh well I think mother goose is just is a kind of is a mixture of both and it's and it's jack and the beanstalk basically isn't it Right well, it's with. not
4: going to happen. Whatever it is, it's not going to happen in Ambridge, is it?
3: Well, good because I don't like it.
4: <laughs> and that's what matters. I don't like it. Don't do it. <laughs> do Aladdin.
3: <you. laughs> we should all idea. listen
4: to the Shambridge um, oh,
3: yeah, uh, pantomime instead. <laughs> plug 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 plug. I I just happened to mention it. Didn't you, I, I, you did? Well, no, and well, I completely forgot. So I'm glad you did. Um, well, a new Shambridge episode up for anyone who hasn't listened. Please listen and share because actually it's, um, it's, not, it's not hugely relevant to, the, to a storyline. It's more strictly. It's because I wanted to hear Vicky again. Yay. I miss... Vicky's coming Are... on the show soon. Oh, goody. goody. Why don't you get Vicky and Mike on together? Uh,
4: Because Mike's on the show more often than I am at the moment.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Why don't you get Vicky and Mike doing a the show? <gasps>
4: They'd be great
3: yeah and then you and Royville gonna
4: have a holiday
3: yay
4: <laughs> actually That's Rachel it. Atkins is so technically inept I don't think <laughs> she's ever been on Skype or anything she hasn't got a Twitter account it would be a disaster it would just be
3: Mike shouting are you there Vicky I know what it would be like it would be like that first live dumpty dum yes you? <laughs> it would be like that
4: oh my god
6: yeah
3: <laughs> okay but no but yeah well i wish they so i wish vicky, was... tell,
4: do, give, us a, do, give us a bit of a sample of the um of the shambridge vicky does strictly come dancing so what's vicky dancing then in the
3: well no it, i mean you know my my storylines aren't very complicated <laughs> <laughs> i can only manage about six lines <laughs> this stage me so blooming long vicky no vicky is just uh she's covering for katya in strictly ah yeah yeah I mean that's that's it that's, that's it. I've given over that's the that's the whole story. that's a joke. You do not need to listen now. <laughs> but if you miss Vicky and and want to hear somebody who's not Vicky play, <laughs> Do have a listen. Just go to Shambridge.
1: And marvel. Don't forget <laughs>
3: and to and marvel. share. Can you please share? Thanks. Yes. That's all. Uh, that's it. And now oh, you do if,
4: have. To, don't we have to do that. If you'd like to help us keep our little show on the road, milky.
3: Sorry, should I do that? Yes, should I do that. Okay. And if you'd like to keep, oh, sorry, sorry again. <clears throat> and if you'd like to help keep our little show on the road, there are two ways this can be done. You can donate by hitting the donate button on the site. Remember to get in contact, and you can send us a voice message via SpeakPipe on the site or call o two o three zero three one 3105 to leave a message. Do you have to do that number again? 0203 031 3105 to leave a message. And you can find us on Twitter at Dumpty Dum, me at Shambridges, and me at Lucy V. Freeman. And are you watching The Crown? No, is it good? It's really good. That's what I was going to say because when you had that email from Kenya. Oh, Kenya. Kenya. You'll, You'll have to she- call it Kenya now, you know. You like that in the show. It's really good. Honestly, it's like watching a film. Every episode is like watching a massive budget movie. It's really good. Because Matt Smith's supposed to be really, really good. He it. is, actually. Yeah, I mean, he's very Prince Philip-like. Mm. And she's absolutely brilliant, Claire Foy. Mm. And she's thinking? got that crack in her, that sort of the royal crack in her voice. doesn't yeah. she? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's really good. I'm really, really enjoying it. Huh. Most exactly. as much as Stranger Things. <gasps> that was terrifying. I love it. I, I, we're on, like, episode six. Oh, it's just so brilliant. I love it. And I don't even like sci-fi stuff, but, but it's because it's funny and silly, isn't it?
4: Yeah. But that little girl is so creepy.
3: Yeah. She's great. Yeah. Such a good actress. But I think... The, I think
4: She's going to be one of those that's writing her autobiography yeah. by the time she's 18 and a half. She's,
3: she's probably already done about 50 yeah. films, hasn't she? Yeah. And she's going to be really beautiful, isn't she? Yes. It's, in an interesting way. Yes. Sort of yeah. Natalie
4: Portman type of person.
3: Exactly, yeah. Renona <sighs> Ryder looks a lot like my mother-in-law. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Just putting that out there. So we've
4: got your mother in law, your great uncle, your daughter, your other daughter. <laughs> Rufus hasn't had a look in, I notice. Um, your <laughs> sister <laughs> featured
3: heavily in the beginning. Well, only because she didn't know what like, what I was doing. And I get uh, you have to go because I'm doing a podcast. And she was she didn't really blink an eye actually, and then and That's then not it, very it, nice so you have to go. Well, I said no. I said she could say but I said I'm doing this thing. You know, so go so <laughs> you could entertain yourself. Well, she was like, "No, I'll just go." <laughs> I said, "She's like, I don't know what you get up to." <laughs> <laughs>
4: William's quite used to everybody now he went trotting past the door the other day and he went oh Witherspoon because he could hear <laughs> he could hear me <laughs> listening to the calls as he went past I thought oh cool, that's weird that he now recognises the caller right. in
3: as." that's why Witherspoon should have you know like Winston Churchill's kind of um, you know beautiful radio speeches yes. and Witherspoon should do them to the nation yes I think it would really calm everyone down after you know terrible results that's why you know his call was so measured and yes. and um, you know, not, and, and calm and...
4: The um, thing is, we're doing it again, though. We have to remember that it wasn't a terrible result for the yeah. majority of people. Is what Kat Brown said, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. They're pleased. Oh, they were very happy people now. Yeah. I know. And they were I very know. happy people after Brexit. Yeah, Although the TV couldn't apparently find any because all they could find is a lot of people
3: going, we did what? We won? What, we are going? Bloody hell. Well, they should have spoken to my cousins up north, is all <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> There were some there were some happy people up there. Mm. Um yeah. Right. But... Should we end this shambles now? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay, I yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Now, of course, I keep forgetting that there are, but on That's the Trouble and Dumpty Dumb and all, you know, and, the, and on Twitter. I know, we get in our little bubble e- of niceness. Everybody who's not abusive. Is nice. <laughs> or crackers is nice. Yes. Yes. So, <sighs> anyway. Oh, and carrot batons. Yes. Actually, funnily, got into them since Susan and Neil. Because, you know, when um, they had them the other day, you know, I thought, God, I haven't had a carrot baton for ages. Because I usually have crisps with hummus. Right. And I made some carrot batons. They were surprisingly good. When you say made them, you mean... <laughs> cut them <off>. up? <laughs> it's not exactly
4: Anthony Worrell Thompson, is it?
3: I know, but you know you can just buy them these days.
4: Always. Oh, but no, but they go all spongy then. Have like, you ever... is... They're horrible. They're like foam. No. They've got like a
3: weird foam thing. Ooh, disgusting! They are, they're like foamy bananas, aren't yeah. they? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I do recommend everybody has a carrot on Yes,
4: everybody needs a carrot baton inside yes. them. Um, is Tips being weaned yet? Oh, yeah, she's eighteen months. Oh crikey! God <laughs> yeah. doesn't time fly. Oh, she can who nearly yeah can yeah. she can she well, say i
3: love the archers <laughs> i did get her to do a dumpy done <laughs> um <laughs> yeah yeah she can she can kind of make noises she can go hello bye-bye all that kind of stuff <laughs> she's really she's really lovely actually really Aww, cute. Yeah. So cute yeah how how are yours uh fine good yes.
4: they're old so they're not they're not at the cute I know, stage they at bet... the slightly eccentric stage which is quite fun <laughs> I was woken up on election morning by Tilly wailing from the other room. "Mummy, he took all the key states," she was going, <laughs> oh <my> God, <laughs> in the same mommy. way that
3: a child would go, "Mummy, my stomach hurts." She was going, <laughs>
4: "Mummy, he took all the key
3: states." Well, that's brilliant. So she she's took properly across it. Yeah, she's yeah, she
4: is quite political actually. She's interested in it.
3: Well, that's amazing. The, the, the actually the, the only thing I think. You know that will come good. But is that at least there has to be a massive change in politics, and maybe younger people, you know, mm. Tilly's age actually
0: mm.
3: are are going to be, you know, because the I suppose, you know, we the, politics has been so boring and samey, hasn't it, for the last twenty years? That yeah, maybe now is the is the time for till you know to people Tilly's age to become really politically engaged and yeah. change things. Yeah. Because, you know, it has to get really bad for that to happen. Yes. It? Yeah, and that's, that's it's true. It's getting so bad all over Europe.
4: Well, maybe that's the good thing, because there has to so, be a good thing I... for crying
3: out loud. Come on, till I... tilly, for, <laughs> tilly, for, tilly for Prime Minister. Tilly button for Prime Minister. <laughs> ah, right. I'm um, going to go now. Okay, but let's do a lunch. And, yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, you're oh. on
4: a pencil for a lunch.
3: Oh, yeah. Did we pencil a date? No. No, okay.
1: Pack your bags with high quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince. dot com slash pack for free shipping and three hundred and sixty five day returns.
6: Well, we never do.
4: One of us does, and then the other ones. One of their children starts Their head starts spinning round or something
5: peculiar, so we have to cancel.
1: Right, or I get it. Or I get a bigger pencil. Or <laughs> you get a
5: bigger pencil. Yeah.